Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Revelation 16. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go, pour out the seven bowl of God's wrath on the earth. The first angel went and poured out his bowl on the land, and ugly and painful sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and worshipped his image. The second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it turned into blood like that of a dead man, and every living thing in the sea died. The third angel poured out his bowl in the rivers and springs of water, and they became blood. Then I heard the angel in charge of the waters say, You are just in these judgments, you who are and who were the Holy One, because you have so judged. For they have shed the blood of your saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink as they deserve. And I heard the altar respond, Yes, Lord God Almighty, true and just are your judgments. The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and the sun was given power to scorch people with fire. They were seared by the intense heat, and they cursed the name of God, who had control over these plagues, but they refused to repent and glorify him. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom was plunged into darkness. Men gnawed their tongues in agony and cursed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, but they refused to repent of what they had done. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. Then I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs. They came out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. They are spirits of demons performing miraculous signs and they go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for the battle on the great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come like a thief. Blessed is he who stays awake and keeps his clothes with him so that he may not go naked and be shamefully exposed. Then they gathered the kings together to the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying, It is done. Then there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder and a severe earthquake. No earthquake like it has ever occurred since man has been on earth. So tremendous was the quake. The great city split into three parts and the cities of the nations collapsed. God remembered Babylon the great and gave her the cup filled with the wine of the fury of his wrath. Every island fled away and the mountains could not be found. From the sky, huge hailstones of about a 100 pounds each fell upon men and they cursed God on account of the plague of hail because the plague was so terrible. This ends the extended metaphor comparing the second beast to Pharaoh. Plagues have been used just like they were against Egypt. The enemy has been washed away in a sea, the height of a horse's bridle, verse 20, just like the Red Sea swallowed up the horse and riders of Egypt. The liberated ones have once again sung a song of deliverance, except somebody forgot to pack Miriam's tambourine. Here, though, the symbol of seven bowls we see, the same truth as the seven trumpets and the seven signs, and the same truth as we saw in the story of Moses. God has such a commitment to setting his people free that he'll even whip up a storm to bring it into being. What this letter told the Christians getting ripped apart by the beastly rule of Rome was that God would bring them deliverance. 
What this letter has shouted to those ravished by persecution or smashed by oppression or relentlessly looted of possessions was that they will be delivered by God and then they finally will be free. The imagery no doubt sounds harsh to us. It's meant to. It points to the intransigent insufferability of living under the beast. There's massive corruption, hostility towards God, dehumanisation of whole classes of people, celebration of greed and pride. Human efforts are only scratching the surface of these problems. The world needs to be shaken to root out every cause and consequence of evil. God will split into three parts the great city and he will end those who've got fat and brazen with their abuse of human power. God will win back his earth and nothing can stand in his way. To really grasp this and accept it actually encourages us to show mercy to others trapped in this narrative. We know God's wrath will be a real storm felt by real people in real places. The recipients of God's judgment will be human beings and the earth will feel it too. If we are like the lamb, we will lovingly pray and urge others to flee from this, to come to Jesus, and like the Israelites on the brink of Exodus, to paint his blood around the doorway of their lives. Here's a question for reflection. What is the reality of God's coming wrath make you want to do? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.